What's up, everyone? This is James Quilty, and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Your Faith podcast. Today, we are continuing the Blessed Marriage series, and today is part three, and we are going to be discussing covenant eyes. So let's get to it. As followers of Christ, we know the reward that awaits us at the end of our lives. The big question is, how do we live our life here on earth as we walk towards eternity? Is it a sin to want to earn more money than what I already have, or should I be grateful for just getting by? Do I stay single like Paul, or do I get married? Am I less righteous for wanting a nice home or a new car? And is God more pleased with me if I'm in shape than if I was unhealthy? These are the questions that I had years ago, and through the scriptures I found timeless principles that not only answered these simple questions, but unlocked a path to an abundant life that Jesus talked about. My name is James Quilty. Join me as I seek, share, and learn to apply the simple principles hidden in the Bible that teach us how to be successful in this life the way God intended. Welcome to the Beyond Your Faith podcast. All right, you guys, we are on part three of this Blessed Marriage series. I hope you're getting a lot of value out of this. I really love you know putting this all together because it's really making me think, what do me or what have what have I done and what have we done, me and my wife, to allow us to be successful in our marriage now that we didn't do before? And not only is it really starting to to make me, uh, you know, think, but it's also um, allowing me to put things together so I know what I want to teach my children so they don't go down that same road that uh, me and my wife went down. We want to save them that, that pain and agony. Does that make sense? So today we're talking about covenant eyes. I'm excited. This is one of my favorite uh, topics. Now, I do want to, to say that I can't take you know credit for this. This was a revelation uh, from the the Lord, right? But let me go ahead and give you a little bit of backstory. So I just want to uh, say upfront and full transparency, um, I was um, exposed to um, uh, pornography at a very uh, early age. Um, I don't know about you know any of you, but uh, I remember specifically I found um, my dad's uh, stack of um, <laughs> adult material. Let's just say that. Okay. And, um, you know, from, uh, from there, you know, when I got, you know, into college, you know, being around, you know, other guys, you know, we, you know, watch those type of, of movies. Right. And, um, you know, and I watched that, you know, um, used to do that like all the time, you know, when we were in, uh, um, college and then obviously, you know, throughout, you know, my life watching, you know, rated R movies and, you know, they always have, you know, certain scenes and stuff like that, not really turning my eyes away, not really making it, uh, you know, not really thinking that that was a, a big deal. And I didn't, but it wasn't until, and this was pre-COVID, that um, I was uh, working as a uh, fitness director or fitness manager for uh, Gold's uh, Gym. And um, I remember, you know, I was always, I would always walk the floor, talk to members, uh, you know, always cleaning up equipment and um, always, you know, trying to model that I, what I wanted the, uh, the trainers that I was in charge of, what I wanted, you know, them, uh, them to do, right? Uh, but I started to find it very difficult because we started, uh, and it just seemed, you know, how should I put this? 
it just seemed that there was a lot more people that were coming in there, women that were dressed inappropriately. They really were. Um, and I found myself hardly looking at the customers. I wasn't looking at them in the eye. I was always looking down at the floor. And it was funny because I had some, some feedback from my, uh, my boss, you know, asking, so why we're having some customers are asking why you're so standoffish, you know, why are you, you know, not really, you know, that friendly. And I was like, what? And it was because I wouldn't look at them, you know, and I always be looking down at the ground. And again, it was just because, you know what, I, God, I don't want to see, you know, like, you know, any of this. Um, and it, it, and I don't even know why I started doing that. I just, I just started, you know, doing it, and I started to get this uneasiness in my um, my spirit. And um, I remember um, I was uh, watching a movie or something like that. I can't remember the exact movie. I wish you know I could tell you, but it doesn't really matter. But they, um, you know, had um, a, a scene that was on there, and I remember I remember telling myself, you know what, I don't really want to. I don't, I don't think I should be really, you know, looking at this. This is just not right. And I remember turning my eyes away and in my spirit, I heard, um, Job 31, I have made a covenant with my eyes. And, um, let me, let me back up. I heard Job, I have made a covenant with my eyes. I didn't know the the specific uh, scripture. That's all that I heard on my spirit, in in my uh, spirit. And, um, then, you know, I went to, you know, to go uh, look it up. And if you look up Job 31.1, this is what Job says. I'm going to go ahead and pull it up for you. Um, it says, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a girl. And if, you know, just to give you some context of where this passage is coming from, um, if you have not read the story of Job, uh, there was the um, the enemy that came to present himself to the Lord, and the Lord said, uh, "Have you uh, checked out my servant uh, Job? He is the most uh, you know holy you know person in all of the the land." And the the enemy you know, you know kind of you know taunts God and is like, "Oh yeah, because he's only good because you've protected him and he has all of these like blessings. You take away those blessings, he's going to curse you to your face, right?" It was like a challenge, and the Lord says, "Really." Okay, go ahead, but do not kill him. And so, you know, within you know a matter of like hours, Job lost everything. He lost his uh, children, he lost his health, and he also lost his uh, livelihood. So he is absolutely uh, miserable, and he's sitting around with his friends, and his friends are, you know, <laughs> as best as they can, trying to console him, saying, "Well, you know what? You have sinned. There's had to be something that you have done to bring these curses on to your life." And Job is defending himself, saying, "I have not." haven't done anything, right? And this is one of the things that he talks about. He said, I even have made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully you know, at, at a woman. And that's where that uh, story you know, came from. So after you know, that, uh, that incident and in hearing that, I made a conscious decision to, you know what? I am not going to look at you know anything inappropriate. It was nothing that a uh, you know a pastor or sermon or anything like that. It was just it was in my spirit. I heard that scripture, and from that moment on, I've just turned my eyes away from any of that stuff, right? And you know it was uh, it was interesting because you know after that. I remember um, it was I, I can't even remember, but I remember talking, you know, to my wife, you know, about this, and um, 
and kind of, you know, telling her, you know, what, you know, I have doing and it's really difficult, especially going to work or looking at things, you know, on the internet for, for work, not like surfing, you should see like inappropriate stuff, but just things that are, you know, popping up, you know, not just, you know, those, um, you know, really inappropriate images, but, you know, images, you know, in swimsuits and skimpy clothing and it's on Instagram and, you know, Facebook and stuff like that. And I was like, I never realized it, but it's just like, you know, everywhere. And it's just, it's, it's hard. And, um, then when COVID hit, I ended up, uh, you know, we all got, you know, let go. Then when uh, COVID started opening up, uh, opening back up, um, you know, my wife and I, you know, made uh, you know, the decision that I was not going to go back to that uh, position. So, you know, I started, you know, looking uh, for something else. And that's where I started, you know, online, uh, you know, training. But one of the, the, the deciding factors for that was, was because it, it was very difficult for me to be in a position where I was, you know, interacting with people which I needed to be, but having to interact with, you know, people that were dressed like that, right? And I, because I wanted to honor my wife and I didn't realize how, you know, I was allowing these images, you know, to, um, you know, to come into my mind, you know, you know, previously. And I bring all of this up. Why do I bring this up? Now, this is, this is not to, to say, hey, if you're looking at that sort of stuff that you should, you know, stop doing it because it's bad. I'm not saying that. The whole purpose of this principle, covenant eyes, is this. And I didn't realize this until later. When you are looking at those things, two things are happening. One, you are starting to get a um, an image of, oh, this must be really awesome. And so now you are going to start comparing your spouse to what you saw, and you're not doing it in a biblical way, and it's not in a healthy way. Number two, if you're looking at the hardcore inappropriate things, what's going to start to happen is you are going to start to think that that's okay, and then you're going to want to start um, your spouse to start doing or performing or dressing for like those things that you're seeing. You're going to start putting an un, um, you're going to start you know putting an unrealistic expectation on your spouse. And when that happens and that expectation is not met, guess what happens? That's where conflict comes in. And that's where I believe a lot mar- a lot of marriages start falling apart and where extramarital affairs start happening. Why? Because they start looking at their spouse saying, well, you're not doing the things that I really want to do, you know, and then all of a sudden they start getting attention from other people. And then all oh, they're willing to do the things that you have seen and you've put in your mind as, as, that um, ah, you have seen that those things are normal, right? And so that's where the rift comes in. So what I wanted to share with this simple principle is you, again, through uh, the power of the Holy Spirit, through prayer and through active discipline of physically not going to those things, even if you are... Uh, you know, working or you do a lot of stuff digitally and online, or if you, you know, have social media and that sort of stuff, um, you need to uh, take precautions or take steps to physically not look at those things or, you know, get programs where they will filter all of that stuff out. I believe um, I I share this uh, with you that my wife and I, we um, really got turned on to this 
series called Outlander. And it's a really fun you know, series. My wife and I, we really enjoy uh, watching it, but it, it has a lot of just like, you know, inappropriate uh, you know, stuff. So my wife found this uh, program, it's called VidAngel, and we downloaded it onto um, our computer. And what it does is, is you set different filters and it will filter all of those things out. So if you don't want to hear a certain curse word, it'll filter that out. If you don't want to see certain images, it'll filter that out, whether it, it be, um, you know, um, intimate uh, images or, you know, language or gore or any of that stuff. It has all these different filters that you can plug in. And he said, so you would log into that program and then um, whatever, you know, movie that you are going to be watching, whether it's streaming or something else, it'll filter all that out. And so that's what we do, because if not, we would be looking at a lot of really stuff, a lot of things that we shouldn't have. And like I said before, in Job 31, I wanted to make a covenant with my eyes because I only wanted to have my eyes for my spouse. It's also there's also another reason why you'd want to do that because do, have you ever uh, noticed that um, and uh, just from you know talking with other people, you know it's our human nature we like to um, compare. We just do right? Now, we may compare ourselves to somebody else and think that we don't measure up. And then we could also compare uh, somebody that we're with to somebody else and think that they don't uh, compare for whatever reason. But I have a question for you. If all you've known is your spouse, right? If all of you've known is, is your spouse, you've never looked, you've never done you know, anything else, how would you know you would be missing out on something? How would you know if there may be something better? And the, 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 the simple answer to that is, is you wouldn't. The things that are set up in this world by the enemy is to get our eyes off of the blessings the Lord has given us, the abundance that the Lord has given us, and to get us to look at the one thing that we may or may not have that we think that we don't have and to start focusing on lack. And when that happens, we end up losing all of the abundance that we had before. And this principle is modeled in Genesis with Adam and Eve. What did God say to Adam and Eve? He said, of all the trees, all the trees, what is that? That is abundance, right? Of all the trees you may freely eat, but of the tree, which is what? Just one tree. So they could eat, they had, and we don't know how big the garden is, but what he said, all the trees, I can only imagine, it's a lot of trees. And the Lord said, you can eat freely of all these trees. That's abundance. But what he said was, of the one tree, the one tree, don't eat of it. And what did the enemy do with Eve? He got her eyes off of the abundance and he got her to focus in on what? Lack. And and when he did that, what happened to Adam and Eve? They lost everything. They lost all all of their abundance and their and all of the blessings that the Lord has given them and the same thing happens in your marriage if you are not actively um actively um what, what's the, the word I'm looking for? Uh, happens sometimes when you get older. You ever notice when you got this thought and it's really good and then all of a sudden it just, you know, kind of uh, jumps or it kind of, you know, flitter, uh, flutters out and it, it escapes you? I'm having one of those uh, moments. But if you're not, you know, actively participating in the, uh, the principle of 
making a covenant with your eyes. It doesn't mean that you're perfect and you don't have any thoughts or any of that stuff. No. What it means is, is if you are working and something pops up, you immediately turn, uh, turn your head away and you get that, you know, um, image off or you close that image or whatever it is. If you're on social media and you are responding to something and you see one of their stories, cause I see that all the time. And I told this to my wife and I do oh, social and I use social media for work. Um, and I'll go to my profile and then the way that the profile is set up is at top at the very top you always have the, the your friends or whatever in their stories and um, you know I would have you know certain friends that I'd have and they would be posting this really like ridiculous stuff and I was like I don't want to see any of this stuff and you know trying to um, you know trying to you know get rid of it and I ended up having to unfriend and block because I didn't want to see any of that stuff and I didn't want it popping up in, into my feed right it doesn't mean that you know I'm not going to be presented to that it doesn't mean like I'm living like a monk or something like that but I'm actively trying to um, activate or I'm actively trying to use that principle by making a covenant with my eyes and turning away and doing uh, my best. And I truly believe when I do that, the Lord honors that. He sees my heart and he knows that I'm not, you know, trying to be sneaky or devious. And he, and he sees that, you know, I'm honestly, you know, trying to do the best that I can. And he's there to protect me and to shield me and to allow, you know, certain uh, you know things that I can do to, you know, get that, you know, out. Because all I want to do is to have an image of my wife, my spouse. That's all that I want. Why? Because I made a commitment to her. I didn't make a commitment to anybody else. I didn't make, you know, um, I didn't say that, you know, hey, you are really awesome until you have kids. And then, you know what? Um, I don't, I'm going to look at you know, other people that have never had kids or, you know, and that stuff. No, I didn't. She is the one and only, and the Lord has blessed me with her, and together we have three wonderful children, and together we have a, um, a marriage that is not only full of love, but trust, and you know, I can, um, I can look at my wife, and I don't have to worry that she's going to be, you know, looking at somebody else or, or whatever. You know, I know her desire is only for me, and so I don't want to lose that, and so I, I'm doing everything that I possibly can to honor that covenant that I made with her. Does that mean that I'm perfect? Absolutely not. But it means that, you know what, I'm going to do my best effort. And uh, wherever I come up short, the Lord will help to uh, fill in those gaps. Does that make any sense? This is one of the biggest issues with uh, people in marriage. Not that, again, I don't want this to turn into uh, don't look at this sort of stuff because if you, you're a Christian and you shouldn't look at any of this stuff, I'm not trying to turn this into that. But what I am trying to share with you is when you are doing those sort of things, it's putting images in your mind. And I don't care how you want to justify it. I've heard this from different Christians all over over and they all seem to think that well you know what I no I don't do that sort of stuff you know no it's okay you know, whatever I do in my home you know and they're missing the point the point is is that your eyes are the window to your soul and when you start viewing um, make believe and that's exactly what all of that stuff is right you uh, you know don't know the, the 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 exact things that um, goes into how they get the different shot and everything you know all of those you know actors it's all fake. It's all fake on the paper, on the film. It's all fake. But what they're doing is they're trying to get you to what? Get an emotional response. But when you are viewing those sort of things, you are eventually going to start one 
um, wanting your spouse to do certain things that you may be like watching, or you're going to want your spouse to look like the, uh, the people that are on you know, those, uh, those sort of things. Again, whether it's being in print, whether it be on um, the computer, or whether it be in film, it does not matter. And what's going to happen? That's what the enemy does. He gets your eyes off of your abundance. Your wife is a blessing. Your husband is a blessing. And God has blessed, you know, with that covenant marriage, he is blessed. He has, you know, put a blessing and a covering over that. But you start looking at other things What's going to happen? You are ultimately going to go down the road that Adam and Eve did, and you're going to lose everything. You're going to lose trust. You're going to lose respect. And, you know, at the worst, you're going to lose your spouse. And I'm here to tell you, it is not a fun thing to be married and then to be divorced and to be alone. I'm here to tell you, it is serious. And I went through a lot of trauma being alone, being, um, you know, separated and it was a lot of guilt and shame and everything that went with that. And anything that I could do to you know, help other couples not have to go down that road, I will do everything within my earthly power that I can do. All right? And so I want to end this, uh, this podcast with this. If you are doing some things that you know you shouldn't have, pray to the Lord and ask for the Lord to help you to make that covenant with your eyes. Does that mean that you're going to be perfect? Absolutely not. Does that mean that you're going to have certain desires? Absolutely, right? You're, you're, you're human and you've been exposed to certain things and you've been probably doing it for a while that now it becomes or it feels normal. And that's just the way that it is. And that's where the Holy Spirit is going to help you. But unless you make a, um, a active effort the Lord is never going to be able to allow you to experience the full blessing of um, everything that he has for you in your covenant marriage. And, and also, um, you're not going to be able to experience a level of intimacy with your spouse that the Lord wants you to have if you're not able to start taking steps to make a covenant with your eyes. Because most arguments stem from putting unrealistic expectations on your spouse, husband or wife. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And when I realized that, that is when everything turned around. And I have um, done my darndest to honor that commitment. And the Lord has been faithful. And the, the, the joy and the happiness that I've experienced with my wife is more than I can put into words. And I am so grateful. Um, I wish I didn't have to go through the, the pain of separation and divorce, um, but it, uh, the Lord has changed my heart and he has uh, directed me into, uh, into a space where I am more spiritually mature and I can learn from that and I can grow from that and I can pass that on to my children. And that is my prayer and hope for you as well. So that's all that I have for you in this, um, this episode. Again, you know, ask the Lord, help you to make a covenant with your eyes. And I guarantee you over time, you're going to experience a level of intimacy with your spouse that you've never experienced before. So that's all that I have. You have an awesome day. And as always, I'm going to talk to you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you found this episode informative, inspiring, and most of all, helpful. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your family and friends. 
Until next time, keep searching God's word and applying what you have learned to live an abundant life that honors him.